Hello, all my beautiful people. Today is the day that we are going to talk about Batman. So, the reason why we decided to talk about Batman on this episode is because um, as I'm recording this, the Batman just dropped on HBO Max, so I felt it was kind of appropriate for us to just kind of have an episode about Batman. We talk about our favorite Batman, our favorite Bruce Wayne, a few other things, our favorite uh, Joker. I'm really excited about this episode. We had a lot of fun recording it. Robert's always uh, a good guy to have a conversation with. So if you guys are as ready as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Before we get started, I actually have my very first sponsor that I want to give a shout out to, and that is R&L Designs. For any of your custom cup, hat, shirt, mug needs, reach out to them. You can find them on Facebook at R&L Designs. You can also reach them on their email address, and that's r&ldesigns19 at gmail.com spell out the word and look them up on Facebook they've got some really good stuff I know that uh, they have some really good deals some of the best prices that I found is on their page so uh, once again that's r&ldesigns I will have a link to their Facebook page in my show notes if anybody wants to go check them out give them a like, give them a follow on Facebook and hit them up for all of your custom needs. All right. So, I've got Robert here today. We are going to talk about Batman. A very loaded and possibly controversial subject as... Many of the Batman elite gatekeepers like to uh, tell us what we should like and what we shouldn't like. Yeah, the Batman fans can get kind of annoying sometimes. Uh, comic book fans in general can at, at their favorite comic. Yes. But, I mean... All comic book fans have a joke about Batman fans. Though. Oh, yeah. You know, talking about prep time and all that. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to go over our favorite Batman our favorite Bruce Wayne, our favorite Joker. And then maybe we can also put in our favorite Batman movie as well. Yeah, uh, we, we can go that way. Uh, it'll be kind of, it might need to be edited after we watch The Batman, the newest one starring Robert Pattinson. But Right, and that's another um, reason why uh, I wanted to do this, because as we're recording this, this week, uh, The Batman was dropped on HBO Max. So I felt it was kind of appropriate to have an episode talking about Batman. (laughs) There you go. So we're just sitting in my garage. We're just going to kick back and we're just going to talk and uh, take it, take it easy. You know, we don't. Hopefully, it's not another three-hour recording. (laughs) My wife will kill me if we have another one of those. (laughs) She might kill me too. So uh, yeah, let's. um, For the sake of everything that we are, let's not go through a three-hour recording this time. Yeah. So Batman was always one of my favorite ones. As a kid, I remember at when I was really little, I didn't really understand the concept so much of it. I just thought it was cool because of the way he looked. And I used to argue with my dad about whether he would fly or not. And I was like, he has a cape. Of course he can fly. I've seen him. He uh, puts his cape out and he flies. Well, actually, he was gliding. But uh, to me, as you know, being a five, six-year-old kid, he was flying. So I've always been a huge fan of Batman. 
I never, I, I was, what, the Tim Burton Batman came out in, what, 88, 87, 88, somewhere in that time frame, so. Yeah. That was about the first time I heard about my, about Batman. Never really got into many comic books growing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just something my parents, we really never had extra money for something like that. Yeah. Um, even though, I mean, they weren't that expensive, but it was just something that they didn't want to waste money on, I guess. And then, you know, Michael Keaton came out as the Batman, and uh, Jack Nicholson was the Joker, and they were two of my parents, I wouldn't say favorite actors, but they were somebody they wanted to go see, so we went to go see it in theaters, and I was like, dude, Batman is cool. <laughs> the car. The car alone made me want to be Batman. Oh, the car it was the awesome. Yeah, I mean, every, every superhero back then had capes at the time. Right. So... Yeah, well, the one that I, I had the movies and stuff, but what introduced me to Batman was the Batman animated series. It was out in the 90s. Right. That was my first introduction to that world. And that series still holds up to this day. It's, it's still regarded as one of the best Batman story arcs. Yeah. Non-comic related. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, me and my middle daughter will... Actually, go like if she's not feeling good, if you know whatever. Sometimes you know, I mean, and it's just daddy daughter time. We'll go lay down and throw on Batman in the animated series and just lay in bed and watch it till we both fall asleep. There you go. I mean, so and she loves it. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's something she'll always remember too. Yeah. All right, we'll start off with this, and we'll. Uh, I think I already know this because of what you just said. But which one's your favorite Batmobile out of all of them? Honestly, I love the look of the new in the the new Batmobile in the Batman, uh-huh. the new one coming out uh-huh. or the new one that just dropped this week. Yeah, but I think my favorite was the one from the Dark Knight trilogy. I agree because it was just it it had a look uh, more a more realistic look to it. It did um, like it was more because uh, I remember was it Batman Returns where he shoots up and just it goes up here it goes up that side of that building yeah um i'm just kind of like from a physics standpoint that's really not possible it was on one of the ones that was a um the goofy ones that was in like the 90s wasn't it that yeah did that? It, yeah it was okay. one of the it was it was i i want to say it was batman and robin or did i say batman begins i didn't mean yeah. batman begins i meant um like Batman Forever, Batman. It had to be. It had to have been Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I don't yeah. know which one it was. I think it was Batman and uh, Batman Forever. What had the old Clooney going on? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was no, because Clooney was Batman and Robin. Yes, it was Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. Yes, I think it was that one. Yeah, um, but it just seemed so unrealistic. Whereas the ground crawler from the trilogy, yeah. You could actually kind of see that actually happen. So they, the way they explained it is, you know, Wayne Industries had a contract to make weaponry for like the United States military, as most major corporations do. Yeah, and so it was a tactical type of almost tank that he had, right? And it just seemed a lot more believable, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, because I mean, uh, who who did Bruce Wayne get to build the original, the one from? I mean, if you go all the way back to the '60s and the, the original TV series, yeah, that was just a regular car that they slapped some Batman symbols on and exactly rolled out. Yeah, you know, I mean, who you, did Alfred sit there and build the Batmobile in the freaking Batcave? You know, bolt by bolt, <laughs> and ordering from like nine different factories. Master Bruce, we ran out of spark plugs. You know, I mean, <laughs> what was it when he was ordering the? Um, when Christian Bale was ordering the stuff for the the cuffs, okay, and all that stuff in in the trilogy, right? And they were like, "Oh, we need we need it stronger." Well, I'll have to call the the Taiwanese or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah. it, it kind of it's kind of what it reminds me of is. I mean, it, then you had because that was the Batmobile from the first two. Yes. Yeah, it was cool. Um, didn't really seem that functional to me. It was supposed to be its own character in the movie. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really come off as that. It was just kind of, it it was kind of plain to me. Then you had the one from Batman Forever, and then the one from Batman and Robin. The one from Batman and Robin had the, the light up ribs and all right. that stuff like that. That was the coolest looking one. Yes. Um, by far, but 
as far as the most functional and believable, it would have to be the one from the trilogy. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, like you said, coolest, it would be that one. And I remember I had a friend that I would go stay at their house all the time. And that's one of the movies we'd watch is Batman and Robin because I was eight, nine, ten, somewhere around that age. And it was just the coolest thing ever seeing that one. Now, you know, looking back at it, it's goofy seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. You know? Well, you see, you say you were eight, nine, or ten around that time. I was, I was 17, and we actually dropped in theaters the night, the weekend we were flying out on vacation. So after we hit, you know, we had to be at the airport early the next morning. So after we hit dinner that night, we went to go watch it in theaters. And I remember walking out of the theaters just like, what did I just watch? <laughs> that. Well, uh, uh, I mean, Mr. Freeze, uh, or Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Sure. I mean, yeah, Mr. Freeze, is, or Dr. Freeze has always been a um, Scandinavian origin type yeah. accent. Um, but then you had all the other stuff going on, in that, and I'm just like, the, the Uma Thurman poison ivy was just ridiculous. Bane was just beyond ridiculous. But... Going back and looking at the comics at the time, they made Bane a little bit better there than they did in yeah. Batman, the, the end of the trilogy, right. in the Dark Knight Right. Series. He wasn't a thinker. Right. He know. was just a brute. Right. And that's what Bane was. Mm-hmm. And I remember I read, it wasn't a graphic novel, it was um, The Broken Dark Knight or something like that where Bane, it, it starts with Bane's upbringing. Okay. And it's kind of, and then they merge, and he says, well, I must break the bat. And it's where he breaks Batman's back. And then comes, and then, you know, that launches into a whole other trilogy with Frank Miller. Yes. And so, I remember, I remember reading that. But, yeah, Bane's, I mean, he's always, he, he was always a smart tactician. Mm-hmm. But once he hit the Venom, he, yeah, he, he was just, just turned into a brain dead. Almost Hulk Goliath. smash type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so moving on to our, we kind of... We do that. Uh, this is going to happen a yeah. lot. So um, I just have to monitor it and watch it and make sure it doesn't... <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on from that, and uh, we're going to go with... We'll, we'll do the end as our favorite Batman. We'll start on the other end of it. Who's your favorite Joker? Has to be Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger or Cameron, uh, what, what did you say his name was? I've forgotten. The kid who played, who, who was... Gotham. Who was leading into the Joker character in Gotham. Um, they're both dark, gritty, which is something the Joker was always, I felt, was supposed to be to carry out that character. They never really... I mean, the Cesar Ramon Joker mm-hmm. from the early TV series was always just kind of comical. Right. Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker character was kind of comical. It wasn't yeah. dark, and you know, yeah, he killed people. He laughed about it, but he didn't go as far as Heath Ledger's Joker or the Cam- kid Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. He didn't go as far as they did, as far as bringing in the followers and just right. murdering people for no reason. Yeah, but um, they were chaos. Right. I mean, it's just like Michael Caine says, as as Alfred in. The Dark Knight Returns, or The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and he says some some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, and that's that was Heath Ledger's Joker. He just he just created chaos to create chaos. Right. The one that's my favorite is based off of him. We talked about this earlier, and mine is uh, the Cameron Monaghan is my favorite, and it's because it shows that other side, and it. The thing is, is he based his character off of Heath Ledger's Joker. and But in a way, it was able to bring forth a more psychological side of it as well. Because you got to see him along with his twin brother and why they became the way that they were. Right. And so I loved that. That dude can act. Oh, yeah. He had that part down pat. I mean, I've seen him in other things. He plays in Shameless, and he did a good job playing in that show as well. But his version of whether they called it the Joker or not. Right. That was the Joker if you were looking for somebody to take that place. Oh, yeah. Um, If I were to see somebody in a movie like that, he would be great for that. Now, the Heath Ledger one for me, I think it would be right up there as the number one. 
but we only got the one movie with him in it. Right. And I had a lot more time to invest in um, Cameron Monaghan playing the part. Right. So it kind of made it to where I, I was invested. So that's the reason why I say that one. Yeah. And that's not taking away from people like... Um, Jared Little. Oh, God. Well, we can take everything away from on that. I said in my first episode that I was excited about him doing Morbius. I haven't heard great things about Morbius, and that's really sad to me. But I, I don't know if it, how much it has to do with his acting, or if it has more to do with just the way it was presented, yeah, or what. It, it's it's kind of a mixed bag on everything I'm I'm hearing about what made the movie not as good as everybody was hoping. I'm not going to say it's bad because I haven't seen it. Yeah, and I really haven't heard anybody pan it yet. But we've had people, you know, saying, oh, the director ruined it on Twitter. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't have Twitter. I don't follow Twitter. Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, I'm I'm holding out judgment until I see it. Um, right. Normally, if critics come out and say, oh, this is a terrible movie, blah, blah, blah. Then it's usually pretty good. I usually like it. Yeah. You know, I'm not the sophisticated socialite type of person that's <laughs> that likes the English patient or, you know. Right. I think there's only been one Academy Award winning movie that I actually liked, and that was The Hurt Locker. Because, I mean, it was about war. That's a good movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. And I was happy Catherine Bigelow won and unseated uh, James Cameron, yeah. her ex husband, <laughs> and his Avatar movie, which Avatar was just a mixture of a few other movies to me. Right. I mean, it, it was stuff we'd already seen. Right. So, but. You know, I actually heard that there were people that had, like, what they called, like, Avatar Depression after that movie, because it, they came to the reality that that wasn't a real thing that could happen, and they were depressed that it wasn't a real thing that could happen. I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on that one. <laughs> well, let's move on to um, maybe, like, the best Alfred? I don't okay. Know, something. Well, uh, so, who would you say, it, for you, would be the best Alfred? Well, I don't really know the old guy's name and the... Uh, Original, right? In in Batman or Batman Returns, Michael Caine did pretty good. Michael Caine is um, he played well off Christian Bale, but you also got to consider the character versus the actor and who they're playing off of. Yeah, um, I th- I would have to go with the Alfred Pennyworth from Gotham. Because he was he, good. he was good because he knew how to deal with a younger Bruce. And that was the Sean Pertwee, is it? Sure. <laughs> I believe that's his name. Uh, Sean, yeah, Sean Pertwee uh, from Gotham. He was good. I, I liked how it kind of brought out a tactical side again. He was, you know, ex-military. Well, and it was something, you know, that in the animated series, Alfred was always... Very poised. Very... He was... he. You know, sir, you might want to try a different tactic. You know, yeah. so, and everybody's just always kind of like, "Well, why is Alfred telling him what to do?" And I always got the feeling there's more to the Alfred story. Oh, there's so much more. Then, in fact, there's a Pennyworth show that I haven't watched yet. I've been meaning to. And it's I, on HBO Max. I would really like to sit there. Well, of course, it's DC, so yeah. So I would like to see that. I don't. I mean, that's about a younger Alfred and his upcoming as. Well, uh, I watched the trailer for it, and it has Thomas Wayne in it. Right, and you know it's about. Well, Thomas Wayne is the one that hired him, right? Stuff like that. It's it. It's really. It looks like it's going to be a really good series. Yeah. Well, like we said, DC TV. I mean, they nail knock it out of the park for at least a few seasons. Yeah, for sure. Until it starts getting repetitive. I think Arrow is probably one of my favorite superhero shows. Seasons one through six, yes. Yeah. Um, Well, season six is hit or miss. Um, season six season, that. season one through five, definitely Arrow was definitely the six is is that where they blow up the island? Mm, yes. Okay. Because seven was pretty much uh, I think there was like thirteen episode in uh, in season seven. Okay. That was the end of it where Oliver has gets called back right by the Watcher or whatever it was. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah. So for me, I think that I would have to agree that he's probably my favorite. However, there's a you were saying that. There's a lot of story that we don't know about Alfred, and that shows even in comic books as well. Oh, yeah. Um, He's the one who beats the mess out of Superman because he's like, Batman doesn't have the stomach to do this. So he wears kryptonite rings and just beats the mess out of Superman. You know, he almost kills him. Alfred. So that dude can fight. Oh, yeah. And it's just cool to see, like, he's just this poised man 
and but at a second's notice, yeah, he can tear you well, up. Well, and see in the later movies, they brought out more of the Alfred character. Yeah, in the first four in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. he was just kind of an extra. He was kind of there. Yeah, Alfred, you know, call such and such, tell her I'm not gonna be able to make it. Right. Shall I leave a voyage? What should I tell her about wrong or whatever? You know, yeah. it was just little one-liners. They started, I mean, he was good, but I mean, they started showing hints of it in Batman, Batman and Robin, because that's when he got sick, and then his niece comes in, right, to be Batgirl and stuff. So they kind of show little hints that there's more to him than what's right, you know. But I, yeah, I think they had a really big missed opportunity with those four and using that man as Alfred because he was actually a really good accomplished actor in in Britain. Oh yeah, he got brought over here. Yeah, he and so I think he did the for the part that they gave him. He did it well, right? You know, I think he could have done more with it if they would have gave it to him because he's he was a very talented actor, like you said, right? But he played the part that he was given. So, but um, I like um, the the Sean Pertwee probably the best. He's awesome as that. We're probably butchering his name, but. Well, it's P E R T W E E. Yes, but he's also British, so. Yeah. Pertwee. <laughs> that was more Australian than British, but let's. Uh, Pertwee, mate. <laughs> Anyways, alright. So, we split this up. We're going to have a favorite Bruce Wayne, and we're going to have a favorite Batman. Right. Separately. Because I, I think that it's going to be different. Um,. I, I'm probably going to differ from who you pick on Bruce Wayne, even. Yeah, probably. So, who 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 was yours um, for Bruce? Honestly, I'd have to go with Michael Keaton. What uh, what what little we did get to see of the Bruce Wayne character in the two movies he was in. Yeah. Um, hands down, better than Christian Bale as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Just because. Christian Bale plays the same type of character in almost every movie he does. The smirky, smarmy, smart guy that likes to that throw one-liners out. Yeah. Um, he just always seemed, I don't know, just, the Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne was more like the Bruce Wayne from the comics. Yeah. He was more philanthropic. He was more, he didn't like to show. He wasn't as showy with everything. Right. The Christian Bale, uh, Bruce Wayne was more showy. You know, I just bought the place. I'm pretty sure they could swim there. You know, whatever. But that's that's why, I, you know, and definitely better. I, I really, I was really hoping Ben Affleck would pay a, a pretty good Bruce Wayne. He, he did okay. He did okay as Bruce Wayne, but... Not as I mean, Batman. No. <laughs> no. And that just hurts my head to even wrap around. Um, Affleck has never done good at any type of superhero movie. Um, the only movie I ever ever liked him in was like The Accountant, and I, I liked um, him in Dogma. What was it? What, what was that one? And Dogma. Well, everybody likes Dogma. Lost <laughs> Morissette was God in that one. Come on now. What was the one? Playback, where they basically are right, he he goes in and reverse engineer something for Aaron Eckhart who plays Two Face in the Batman trilogy. Okay, in the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh huh. And then they erase his memory, and then they try to kill him. And he sent himself like twelve items or something like that to help okay. him remember. I, I'm, I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was him and Uma Thurman, another Batman tie-in. <laughs> Damn, they kind of stick wow, together. They, yeah, they um, they're kind of running the they're in packs, don't they? I never. Really I just noticed I that. just yeah. really tied it all together just now. So you good know, job. Look at that. Dang, seven <laughs> degrees of Batman right there. But uh. Yeah, I I would have to go with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Okay. With me, I'm actually going to go the exact opposite. I am going to say Christian Bale. I liked the kind of cocky Bruce Wayne the, the that he played. It was... You can't have that amount of money and tell me you're not going to be cocky. And the thing is, is it was a good difference because... He's trying. You got to think. Batman is trying to keep people from realizing that he is Batman. So if he acted in that... St- that way constantly people might put that together. So I like that. And I and I, I, I get that and I understand what you're saying. But if you look at the Batman from the animated series. Yeah. The Batman from the comic books. Yeah. He's 
he he is a very just as he's like the world's greatest detective. It's one of his monikers. Right. And he's also a very savvy business person mm-hmm. that doesn't need to engage in the tactics that he did. Yeah. And even the Bruce from Gotham was at times when he was going on his little what his his uh, rebellious stage. Yes. When he buys the club and everything like that, reminded me of the Christian Bale Batman, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of, it just didn't feel real. Okay, you know, the Batman that I was used to seeing was, or the Bruce Wayne I was used to seeing was philanthropic and right. was trying to help Gotham not only as Batman, but as but Bruce. as Bruce Wayne, just right. like his father and mother were trying to do when they founded Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, so yeah, um, and I'm gonna give a um, honorable mention. Here and this is just me being a nerd. Are you gonna get punched in the nuts? I am gonna say Jensen Ackles. He's Batman. I'm Batman in a cartoon. No. <laughs> I yeah, like. I, I actually like. And you know, we were listening to that. Uh, we were watching that uh, that one, and I'm like, why do I know that voice? Mm-hmm. Why do I know that voice? Well, it's a two parter. It's two movies. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I know that voice? And what is it? The Long Halloween or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me a while to, to nail it. And I was like, crap, that's freaking Dean Winchester. So, you know. <laughs> well, and I mean, that ties in something else that I absolutely love. So that, I mean, you love it a little bit more than I do, but it's something we both like and mm-hmm. know quite a bit about. Oh, yeah. And may actually have a spinoff series of the podcast because of it. Right. We, we have yet to be determined on that yet. We've uh, yeah talked about doing maybe once a month a episode just talking about Supernatural. You guys there's there, there's lots to talk about. There's 15 seasons worth of yes, 320 episodes worth of uh, romance and kickassery to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm currently rewatching. So I'm always currently rewatching Supernatural. Yeah. I can't say I'm currently rewatching Supernatural because I'm always watching it, especially when you run out of podcasts to listen to or something like that. You're like, you know, I started season three again. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> All right, getting back on track here. So I say hey, it was another tie-in. I mean, it was, it was, it it went well. All right, moving on. We're also going to talk about our favorite Batman, and I'm gonna just let it go from here. Um, Can I say the Batman from the video games? <laughs> That's you then. <laughs> I mean, uh, but those games I'm not good. saying I'm not Batman, but nobody's ever seen us in the same room together. So, you know. Valid point. Valid point. Uh, yeah. I've I, actually I, been playing that. Uh, yeah, Arkham. I, I, I restarted uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah. Arkham, uh, what was it? Arkham Knight. Just Is that the third same, one? Yeah, it just didn't have the same feel to it. It had a different, um, different studio that did it. Yeah. Um... Favorite Batman is 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 really a hard one. Uh, you really didn't get to see Christian Bale in the bat suit as much as you did Batman, uh, Michael Keaton's character, or right. um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> I mean, even Val, even Val Kilmer wore it better than Ben Affleck did, and that's saying a lot. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to go with Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Okay. Simply because... I mean, I I haven't watched... What was the name of the third one? The Dark Knight Returns? Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I haven't watched that one as much as I've watched Batman Begins and um, The Dark Knight. But he spends more time as Batman in those two. And... He just he 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 portrays the strength mm-hmm. and see, but the, the here's the thing about the movies: none of the movies really portray Batman for what he really is. Right. Um, Batman is the world's greatest detective. Yeah, I mean, and even Ra's al Ghul in the fur in Batman Begins, really they really kind of screwed up the whole Ra's al Ghul character. It did, um, just for the simple fact that. I mean, if you look at all the movies, none of them have him finding clues. And he, it was yeah. the, what, the Riddler, the Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey one was Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. That was the only one where he's got to figure out puzzles. That was the Val Kilmer one. Well, and there really, there was only the one or two clues that he had to do, too. Right. And so, it's really hard to judge a favorite Batman when you don't get to see them what Batman is supposed to be. 
Right. Yeah, he's 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 he knows Krav Maga and Wu Shu Tai and all this other martial arts stuff. Yeah. And he's a great fighter, but before that, you know, he was a great detective. He you know he was basically the Sherlock Holmes of the superhero world. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Christian Bale. So. I had a real problem. I like I said, I've not watched the Batman movie, the new one, the Batman. There was something I I hope that it was fake. But I can't put it past him to actually have said this. Robert Pattinson, I read, said that he had no idea that Batman was a great detective. And see, I read that and I'm really hoping it was But I mean Robert Pattinson's British. Batman's yeah. not a big thing, and you know superheroes are not a big thing in Britain. I guess. Um, I don't think they are. I, I mean, I've only met a few, a few handful of British people in my life. Yeah. Um, never really talked about superheroes with them, so you know. But I mean, I could kind of understand that to a point because I mean, he's an actor. Yeah. He's been an actor since he was what twelve. 13 probably something along doing, those lines you know um he's a busy he was a busy guy but here's the thing okay you got tom holland on the other hand playing spider-man another british guy and you mean playing venom no you said tom holland never mind yeah not I, tom I, I hardy i thought you meant tom hardy my bad my bad <laughs> we do have quite a few uh british people playing um well and what if we're going to talk about a little segue here real quick um tom holland was doing something and somebody said, oh, you're not the real Tom Holland. Tom Holland's British. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, well, how do you do that? And Tom Holland started talking British. And he's like, oh, my God, you are Tom Holland. Where'd your English accent go? <laughs> he's like, I use it for American audiences so they don't get confused. Right. And the guy was just flabbergasted. He didn't understand that you could be you from Britain that. and have an English accent. Yeah. Um, Charlize Theron has a beautiful accent yeah. when she wants to actually like let herself speak, but right. she's always speaking American. So you know, I this is going way off subject here, okay? But it's my podcast; I can do what I want. It's a nerdy podcast, exactly. House, Hugh Laurie, yeah, he's British. his American accent was so spot on because that was the first thing I'd ever watched him in. I had That's no the only idea. thing I've ever watched him in. I had no idea that he was British until I watched it on DVD and got to see behind the scenes stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is he talking like that? And no idea at all that he had a, that he had a British accent. That he was English, you know? And so I was like, bravo. He completely sold it. Oh, yeah? I wish we could talk more about that because I recently nerded out and found um, very cool connections between... Home, uh, uh, house, and Sherlock Holmes. I have heard about that. It's really cool. If you ever get a chance to look into that, look up the similarities and the crossovers between Sherlock oh, Holmes yeah. and House. It's really cool. He even lives at the same address. <laughs> so, anyways, way off subject there, but whatever. Like I said, how can we tie that in? If you give a dad a podcast, you got two dads out here talking, and so. This conversation can go anywhere. If you don't believe us, refer back to the wrestling episode. Oh man, three weeks ago, and um, yeah, yeah, we go off on some tangents. We were supposed to talk about our favorite matches, but I think we talked about other matches more than we did our favorite matches. <laughs> so, but whatever, we had fun, and hopefully, everybody has fun listening to this too. So, we're going to get back on track to what I was... I haven't given my favorite, Batman. Right. Okay. So, it's a... That's a very hard one for me. But I believe that, for me, it would be... I liked the Val Kilmer one because that's the one that I grew up with. Um, so, it's very hard because that was like one of the first Batman movies that I watched. Right. But, if I have to go with the acting skills... I would probably have to agree with you when it comes to Christian Bale because there was a very good contrast between the Bruce Wayne and the Batman there for me. 
somebody who uh, I also thought about, I almost mentioned as a good Bruce Wayne, and I might get punched for this one, but George Clooney as Bruce Wayne... Wasn't bad. It fits. Right. It, it just flows for him, you know, as just as a person. And the one thing that always pops out in my head is that's the only movie where he busts out his Batman credit card. I don't know if you remember that because they're um, bidding for... Um, yes, and that was also the Batman with nipples. So it was see. the Batman with nipples! <laughs> let's, 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 Why did they do that? I, let's, let's just... No. Mm. Mm-mm. I, I, I never mean, understood why they put nipples on that Batman. George Clooney to this day says, I don't understand why the costume department put nipples on <laughs> Batgirls didn't have nipples. Uh, this is true. They, they might have had uh, a few phone calls if they would have done that. That they, they, I mean, I guess you know, everybody has nipples, so I don't understand. Right. Whatever. Yeah. There would have been a lot more uproar about that, though. But it that was weird. It was very weird. And it wasn't something... Uh, it's a good thing Twitter didn't exist back then, mm-hmm. because I think the the trending hashtag would have been Batman's nipples for about a month after that movie came out. <laughs> because the way people feel about Batman's nipples in that movie was just ridiculous. Once the internet in Reddit in Reddit threads in you know, Batman threads, anything you read about Batman's nipples, there's oh, I think they're kind of cute and. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a choice, I guess. I, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to if you give a dad a podcast where we talk about Batman's nipples. Yes, hashtag yes. Batman's nipples. If you yeah. hear this, <laughs> one other thing that I wanted to ask you because I there was only one series that brought this out, but then there's also a TV show that brought this out. Do you like the Rachel Ghoul from the movie? Which that was um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Okay. Or did you like the Rachel Gould that came out in Arrow better? Okay, so here's the thing, and uh, a lot of people are going to call me like a fake Batman fan or whatever, but until the Batman Begins series, the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. I had no idea who Rachel Gould was. Okay. Um, like I said, I never really read the comic books. The only one I, I read a graphic novel once when I was ten or eleven. Yeah, and I read the the Dark Knight, Frank Miller, where Brain breaks his back. Yeah, um, never never came across Rachel Ghoul or Talia, or the League of Assassins or any of that stuff until the Liam Neeson character in Batman Begins. Um, but. As I do with anything, once I find something, I dig into it, and uh-huh. they completely ruined the Ray Ghoul character. They did in Batman Begins. Yes, they did. Um, it was yeah, that was kind of what the League of Assassins had been about. Mm-hmm. The entire existence of them was rising and falling civilizations when they got too big for themselves. Yeah, um, but they didn't go about it the way he was going about it. Yeah. And it was just kind of, and I guess the excuse was that he was trying to do it in a financial way that Bruce Wayne had stopped, and that's what precipitated him trying to blow up the city. But the Rachel Ghoul from the Arrowverse was more of the Rachel Ghoul that I had researched and stuff. Right. So it, it, they could have gone with so many different villains. But I agree that. They did kind of ruin the Rachel Gould character with uh, the Batman movies, um, and the Arrowverse. I felt was more in tune with what they had in the comic books, right. and I mean he dealt with Rachel Gould quite a bit as well uh, in the Green Arrow series or in Green Arrow as well. Right, Arrow did. Right. Sometimes I feel that they are like, oh, it's all DC, so close yeah. enough. Well, and I. I guess because Green Arrow was in the was in the Justice League, right? They kind of felt that they could transfer over, and but the falling in love with Talia and the stuff that they portrayed in the Arrowverse was no, because Talia's heart belonged to Batman, yeah, and well, Batman's heart belonged to Talia, right? So for them to, I mean, it was almost sacrilegious for them to do it the way they did with the Arrowverse, yeah. However. 
in the overall as, spectrum beyond that. As we're was, learning with copyrights and trademarks and all this, who owns what and who does what with what, for whatever reason, the Arrowverse couldn't bring in Batman at the time because of whatever. Right. And so that's, I mean, yeah, they brought in Rachel Ghoul there, which was a good story arc for Oliver Queen. Yes. But it never really made sense because Rachel Ghoul always wanted the Dark Knight to yeah. take the mantle of the dragon. Yeah. Because he was smart. He was tough. Right. And I, I, I the, Okay, so there is a lot of crossover in the comic books when it comes to Green Arrow and um, Batman. Or even Oliver and Bruce. They're actually friends. Because if you think about it, they come from a... They both come from wealthy families that... Right. Yeah. And they don't have superpowers. Either right. one of them. Right. You know, but yet they're still trying to save their cities. Yeah. So they they understand each other. They have that mutual respect for each other. Right. So I almost felt in the beginning that Arrow was... I don't want to say trying to be Batman. It but kinda, it kind of felt that way. It kind of felt days. like the people that run the DC TV was trying to make... Oliver into a quasi Batman, right? To try and bring in more viewers, right? Because right. I mean, hell, I didn't know who Green Arrow was until um, Smallville. Smallville, <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And then when Arrow came out, I was really excited about it. I mean, yeah. I like Stephen Amell; he's a great actor. Yeah, which I need to watch his new show that he has out, Heels. Yeah, I need to watch that too. I saw, I just saw a thing about it the other day. I, I don't know very much about it. I just know it's a nice uh, wrestling show on stars. Yeah, it's uh, and it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because we can we can tie in Cody Rhodes to Batman. We can, can't we? we? Can because Cody Rhodes had a wrestling match against Stephen Amell. Yep. And so when Cody Rhodes left AEW, and it was being rumored that he was going to show up at WrestleMania 38. Somebody felt it necessary to tweet Stephen Amell and said, how do you feel about Cody Rhodes going back to um, WWE or something along those lines? Yeah. And Stephen Amell tweeted out and said, I could really care less what Cody Rhodes does. I'm here uh, learning how to really wrestle and put on a good TV show. Oh, snap. So, you know, he said something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. I I don't remember the exact phrase, but he said something along those lines. Yeah. I got a good chuckle out of that because they had a match. Was it at WrestleMania or SummerSlam? I want to say it was SummerSlam is what it was. It might I I know it was one of the big four. It was Stardust uh, versus Steven. Right. Yeah. Um, Didn't Neville have something to do with that, too? Was it Neville? Yeah. I know it was a tag match. Here we go. You know, talking about wrestling now, a Batman podcast. <laughs> so it was King Barrett and Stardust versus Neville and um, that makes sense because King Amel, and it was at SummerSlam. Okay, yeah, I, I thought it was at SummerSlam. I didn't because I don't remember. It would have been a bigger spectacle if it had been WrestleMania. So right. Well, the one thing I did see with Stephen Amell also was. Um, I heard another interview, and it's with the guy that plays his brother, and it's the one of the guys from the, the show Vikings. Uh, it's the one that plays the son of Ragnar Lothbrok, and okay. the older one. Um, he plays in this as Steven's brother, and he I guess all of the bumps and stuff, they do themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the only way to make it believable. Like, Mickey Rourke, when he was doing the the movie The Wrestler, yeah, he had to take some of the bumps himself, and he, he said this was... Some of the roughest stuff I've ever had to do. Uh, the, kudos to wrestlers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wish they had somebody in the Warner Brother universe would really get off their rumps and make a Batman series like they had with Adam West and Bruce yeah, Ward. That would be cool. Because it's something that I think a lot of people, if, if it's done right, I mean, a lot of people tuned into the first episode of Batwoman and the first few episodes of Batwoman. Yeah. Until they realized it was a stinker. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was no, you know, Ruby Rose just didn't have the passion for it. Uh-uh. The person they chose for Lucius Fox's brother or son seemed like a whiny little brat. <laughs> um, the only the only one 
from the Batwoman series from the first season that I liked was the stepsister who was trying to run the medical clinic and, you know, was had to be the socialite. Yeah. Know, she was essentially living two lives. Yeah. Because um, she was running that, that free clinic right. under the nose of her, her stepfather or her father. And then she was that socialite rich girl from, you know, like we see you know, the, the socialites we have yes. in real life. Um, I don't think any of them are running the medical clinic, though, but that's for, that's for <laughs> another story. I really wish somebody would, and then we could bring in, you know, Grant Gustin mm-hmm. as the Flash. We could bring back Stephen Amell for a cameo. Yeah. Um, bring back Tom Welling as Superman. Tom Welling as Superman instead of the short little guy they picked for. Yeah. Um, Lois and Clark. Or well, I mean, it was the same one that was on Supergirl. Well, too. yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah, that just that floored me when they. It, Cara Danvers was taller than him, and I'm just like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we can leave Aquaman out of it. The only Aquaman I remember is the one that they had uh, on Smallville. Yeah, Smallville. And he was just that cheesy, smiling, blonde guy. Surfer dude, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how everybody always pictured Aquaman, though. Right. Well, I, mean, I remember comics in the early 2000s, late 90s, where he had the big beard but, right. and the long flowing hair, but it was... It was blonde. It wasn't brown like they have yeah. with uh, Jason Well, Momoa. I mean, Jason Momoa is, you know, that's the only reason a lot of people went to go see the Aquaman movie in the first place, to see him shirtless, so, you know. <laughs> He's fun as an actor. He's fun to, uh, to watch in movies. Right. I mean, everything I've seen him in, I've enjoyed to watch because he is a good actor. Right. So, it's just... I haven't seen, I think it's called C on Stars. It's got him and Dave Bautista in it. It's like where nobody in their world can see. I have not seen or something like that. I've heard of that. It's it's a really weird premise, and I don't remember if it's on Apple TV or Stars. I think it's on Stars though. Okay, but I've been meaning to watch it. And I just I haven't. Yeah, I have time. So going back to the Batwoman, do you know how much of that show I watched? I watched an entire season. I watched um, Infinite Universe, the Crisis on the Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's the most I've seen of her, and. But to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of any of the other shows either. The only other one that I've pretty much kept up with is probably, um, oh, what's it called? Legends of Legends of Tomorrow. See, I stopped watching that after season six, episode one. Okay. Is that the one where they did the mockumentary episode? No, I think that was episode two or three. Okay. Um, Because it was um, Vlad, or was it Vlad the Impaler? No, it was Rasputin. Rasputin. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I quit watching him for that. I, it was, for one, it was, this is a time apparition or a time whatever. It, oh, before yeah. Before it was time quakes and before it just, it's like, come up with something new. It's just. It was new names for the same thing. Right. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it got really old. It was a cool premise at the very beginning of the show. Yeah. I mean, the first, the first four seasons. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Five se- I'll give them five seasons. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of... When they brought in... Off. I liked when they even brought in Damien Dark's daughter. But that's Courtney Ford. Yeah. I you, like any time Courtney Ford's in something. Yeah. We, so. we, we, we can't use her as an example because that's <laughs> like... Um, I mean, she was in a lot of shows that I liked. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, you know. All right. So, talking about Batman. It's kind of like Bella. Bella, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Lauren Conrad's in something, yes, yeah. please. <laughs> Except for The Walking Dead. But anyway. Yes. Yes. All right. Favorite Batman movie. Favorite Batman movie. This is a tough one. So it's gonna it's gonna have to be The Dark Knight. Okay. I was really excited about that movie. I could. We got tickets to go see it opening night. Which, if you know me, mm-hmm. me going to see a movie. Uh, I mean, and that came out in what? Oh eight. Summer of 08. I want to say that's when, I, that's when I was working for the world's largest retailer. Okay. I remember that. There was a, uh, I mean, the line was out the door. And we had pre-sale tickets. So, for me and my wife to go to an opening night show, or an opening weekend show, uh-huh. was just unheard of. And so, for us to go do that, I really wanted to see that one. And I wasn't disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was a little saddened by the length of it. 
and the way it ended, but the way they tied it into the third one made sense. Okay. So it was all it was all good. Yeah. Well, and you've also got well, yeah, that one has the best. It does have a good storyline. I mean, it's got the most believable villain. It does. It doesn't have the over-the-top Joker that's slicing people's faces off or sending out a gas that turns people into smiling idiots that laugh their heads off until they fall out of, fall out of you know, at a, a new desk. Yeah. Um, laugh so hard they quit breathing. Yeah. You know. It it just had a, it was all around all in all around a believable story. Okay. On top of everything else. Okay. I have two. Okay. And then you don't have a favorite. You, you have I've, two that you're you're wishy washy on. I'm conflicted. Right. Uh, but the reason why I have two is because one is nostalgia, and okay. it's because it's the one from when I was a kid. Right. You know, and that would be Batman Forever. Okay. I love I'll that one. You. Because I was young, that's the one that I remember watching a lot. Is you just you know you get those movies like that, and it's always a favorite, whether it sucked or not. It's still a favorite. I mean, Two Face. Tommy Lee Jones played a really good Two Face. He did. Um, Jim Carrey's Riddler character. <laughs> it was funny. Way over the top. But I mean, it's it's Tim Burton, you know. So this is true. This is true. That that's the Tim Burton style. So yeah, but he didn't do it the, the first two, so I don't understand. Yeah, he. I guess he got. I, I I mean, I understand it probably came from somewhere higher than him. That right. They needed to make it such a way, and since Batman was going on such a uh, an arc at the time, yeah. At the box office, they they you know they brought in Tommy Lee Jones, Val Kilmer, who at the time was hot, mm-hmm. um, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. um, who played wasn't Nicole Kidman in that one? Was it Nicole Kidman? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Nicole Kidman. That's where they introduced Robin. Yes. So they had Chris O'Donnell before he was Chris O'Donnell before you know he was Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. And Drew Barrymore in it. Debbie Mazur. Who did Drew Barrymore play in that movie? I don't remember. Sugar. She was one of um, Two Faces. That's right. Okay. I do remember that now. They had John Favreau in it. Yeah. Had a lot of... Uh... Well, John Favreau has been in a lot of superhero-related stuff. More than you would expect. Too. Yeah, well, and he's also the director and writer of The Mandalorian. Is he really? Yes. Wow. That I mean, that's really impressive. He has, uh, he, I remember him, was was he in PCU? I know Jeremy Piven. Yes, he was. Okay. Uh, Gutter. Right, right. PCU is one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I love that movie. But he's come a long way from that, that character in PCU to where he is. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the richest men in Hollywood by now. With his, I mean, he directed Iron Man, the 2008 Iron Man. Right. He drew, uh, did, what did he, did he direct Iron Man 2? I, uh, I think I know he, he was did, executive yeah. producer on it. But he's been a part of a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe arc. Yes. Not just on the screen, but in... And right. even even the the Spider-Man. The, new, the latest Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, he was in the, the um, Spider-Man movie. Yeah, he's been in all three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been in all three of them. Is he in the second one? Yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I'm... I'm I know you're probably right. I just don't. He's remember. not. It's not a big role. Okay. But him and May are dating. Oh and yeah, yeah. He's at the beginning. He's towards the beginning of it. That's right. Okay. Um, but then to move on to stuff like The Mandalorian. Yes. And stuff like that. He. We could probably do a podcast on him alone because I respect that man so much because he has a show on uh, Netflix, The Chef Show, and he's very philanthropic. He goes around to these uh, it, it was I think some of it was during the pandemic when the pandemic first kicked off mm-hmm. and these restaurants were struggling okay he was going around pulling these these cooks these hometown cooks in and cooking with them and stuff and just trying their food and just he's just a really good guy and in fact there's one there's one episode where him Kevin Fang if he gain how do you say the guys the, the big wig <laughs> at Marvel Studios yeah um, Tom Holland and RGJ are at this fish restaurant and they're all just sitting around and they're just talking like 
you and I are sitting here talking. Right. And you're just sitting there like, you're sitting here with Iron Man and Spider-Man and you're just... Yeah. I'm like, now here's my question. Who's paying the check? Yeah, no kidding. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, do they do they do it where they all put the card in the middle and then the waiter? No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's you know it's for production purposes. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I. But it was a that was a great episode of that show. And yeah. So that's that's a guy that has a lot of my respect as far as acting goes. Yeah. And well, not just acting, but his and just the way he's excelled. Yeah. Through that stupid, drunken, maniacal character in PCU from I, PCU came out. I don't know when I was just joining the army. Yeah. Um, or maybe I've been in a couple years. I don't remember, but I used to watch that movie all the time, and just, I I got to a point to where I could repeat it. <laughs> I could I could say every line. It's kind of like my daughter with Hannah Montana. You know, she can. Well, I figured out that I can do that with uh, certain parts of the movie. Waiting. Oh yeah, we. I just watched that the other night again too, and yes, yeah. that was my first introduction to Ryan Reynolds. And bless you, Lord, <laughs> you created a good one there. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's given us some awesome. Stuff. Oh yes, some awesome movie. Um, yeah, except for Will and then I'm sitting here looking at the character right now, and he shall remain nameless. I should say <laughs> it was a an animated green suit, and we'll leave it at that. Just make sure it's not animated. Yeah, just make sure it's not animated <laughs> or green. <laughs> Are we done with the Batman? My well, I, I gave the first one, and then the second one right. was also the, one, yeah. the, um, the Dark Knight. You can't go wrong with that movie, right? It's it's so well done. I wish we could have had another Heath Ledger movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Because even even if it was a Joker spinoff, yeah. You know, and speaking of Joker spinoff movies, we didn't even get into the whole Joker movie, and, we, and, and that's something we talked about at work today. Was uh, should we include this? Should we include him in to the best Joker. best Joker conversation? Technically, he is a Joker in an alternate universe. According to one website, he's on Earth 77 or something mm-hmm. like that, and he runs a gang of clowns. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, if you look at even Arkham Asylum or Arkham City, all of his goons are wearing right uh, clown masks in uh, The Dark Knight. Yep. They're all clown like... masks. Well, he was too. Well, yeah, yeah, you know he, and then he took it off. No, I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. Boom, takes the bat. Yeah, right. Best, best opening scene to a movie ever. Yeah, so, I was just, I'm just like, this is going to be a badass movie. Yeah, and it was just great. You know, there's something that we didn't even talk about, and I, I don't know if you ever read any of this, but did you ever read any of the Flashpoint? Batman comic books. I didn't, and I really haven't even watched. I know one of the the Flashpoints is on HBO Max. Yeah, I haven't watched it just because I thought the whole and they may have done it right. They did in, okay in the animated movie. Yeah, but in the Flash, it just it turned me off to the whole thing. The comic book did it a lot different than the show did, right? And, and, and of course they did. the The movie they did okay. That's like they did the injustice okay, right? But they left a lot of it out oh, because yeah. it's a movie. In a comic book series, they have you know years to do that uh, right. whole story. With this, they're trying to give you everything in an hour and a half. So that little series was fine, but I really liked how dark and gritty Thomas Wayne was as Batman. It I'm, was really cool. I may have to watch it then. Oh, and the thing is, is oh, I don't know. If this would be spoiling it or not, but do you know who the Joker is in that universe? Okay, Martha. Martha Wayne is the Joker in that universe. Why are both their parents named Martha? Both the brothers named Martha? I don't know. They weren't even created by the same people, so I I don't know. It took me it took me to just now to realize that both Martha Superman Kent and Martha Wayne. Yeah, they're both named Martha. Yeah, well, you, but you got Jonathan and Thomas for the dads. JTT. Hey, we can tie we can tie in Tim the Tool Man Taylor to freaking Batman. All right. <laughs> All that right. was a stretch. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'll I'll see myself out. <laughs> oh no, we're just having fun. It's it's all right. But uh, yeah, so we're trying to keep this short. We're trying not to do a three hour podcast like we did before. The three hour podcast is actually not the problem. It's the 
editing 19 after. and a half hours of editing that somebody has to do afterwards that we're trying to avoid because yeah. uh, I need a wife, a mad wife coming after me. So, Same with me. Yeah. And uh, she'll come after me first because, you know. <laughs> it's your fault that he was out there exactly. talking so long. Hey, when he does his podcast, he's done. Yeah. yeah. So, but hey, he invited me. What do you want me to do? Yeah, well, I knew that we'd have a good conversation about Batman. We could probably you you could probably throw a dartboard at a wall and we could probably have a good conversation about something. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's something nerdy. Oh, for sure. Except anime. Don't don't, don't talk don't, to you about don't, anime. Don't bring me on here for an anime podcast. See, that's the reason why I'm trying to get somebody else that we work exactly. with. To come um, on here. Speaking of, that, have you seen um, Super Mini Con? I did Rogers see that. Community? Okay. Yeah, uh, I, you know it's about. in it's in May, I believe, right. is when it's coming. I saw that, and there's the a pass is only fifty bucks, and there's like four or five, no, uh, fifteen bucks. What did I say? Fifty. I thought I said fifteen. No, you said. I 50. meant to say fifteen. Yeah, fifteen dollars for the weekend. <laughs> but it has uh, two of the uh, the people who are going to be there actually played voices. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it is two uh, played voices in Dragon Ball Z, which is one of my favorite animes. So that's one I grew up with. Toonami was the best thing ever, and it introduced the kids to anime. I think you were probably, you might have been overseas whenever that uh, Toonami started, I think. Yep, probably. And I I probably wouldn't have watched it anyway. Yeah. That's just not my style of, I'm I'm not trying to crap on what you like or anything. It's just not my style. My son loves it. Yeah. Um, He loves all kinds of anime. I'm, right. I'm afraid to go through those laptops. I'm afraid what I'm going to find. <laughs> um, but it's just I, I I sat down to try and watch an episode of his favorite, and I just it, the thing is, is it has to be something that you're interested in because there's a lot of them I can't watch too. Right. I um, mean, it, it's just like you know, I'm more of a TV show wise. I'm either right. um, reality show competition, mm-hmm. uh, Survivor, it's Amazing Race. Yeah. Um, Master Chef, or I'm Crime. Yeah. You know, um, or just game, just regular game shows. Right. When it comes to TV stuff. If it's not one of those three things, I mean, I'll watch a documentary every now and then if it's something I really, really understand, like the Night Stalker documentary. Yeah. I don't watch that much anime, I don't, or animation. Um, right. I watch the DC animated stuff on... Um, Scooby-Doo and Supernatural. Hey, that was one of the best episodes. That's, what, that's, how, I, <laughs> that's how I introduced Supernatural to my two youngest. Yeah, it's um, a good one to do that with because uh, the they both if you say the word zombies, uh-huh. they both still have nightmares. Okay. So supernatural may be a little much right now. Right. Um, me and my oldest are stalled on like season fourteen, episode eight or nine. Okay. Um, we just are scheduled. She's working now. She's trying to start some college courses and trying to get ready to um, venture on to the next part of her life. And our, our schedules are just not lining up, so I'm going to have to finish season 15 by myself. You have a year at least to do that, maybe longer. Depending on how we, you know, right, I mean, how we, we, we talk forever. Right? I mean, you know, we could actually do, uh, you sit down on a Saturday, and we could probably do six hours of recording separately. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could always have a good conversation about something. Of course. I, you, you keep letting me talk, and I forget where I'm going with stuff. <laughs> It, it, this is my plan. You know, you just just yeah, more recording out of mm-hmm. here. <laughs> All right, sound bites. Exactly. I gotta have bloopers at the end. Mm-hmm. Bloop. <laughs> All right. Well, Robert, it was good having you on. Always good to be here. And I'm sure we'll see you again. You, know, here you, real you guys soon. always take real good care of me, and I brought the girls tonight, and they, I know they're having a good time. Anytime they get to hang out with somebody new, yeah, they corrupt them just like I corrupt mine. So yeah, it's all go. good. <laughs> All right, man. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that talk that I had with Robert there. We have these kind of conversations all the time. So I felt that, man, it's appropriate just to get some of this recorded. You know, (laughs) we uh, have these long talks all the time at work. And him and another guy that we work with, I'm all the time saying, this is the kind of stuff that I want recorded on my show. So I'm glad that we were able to work that out to where he could come over and record with us. Speaking of recording, I have the next few weeks um, booked out. I should have a new guest just about every week. Um, I have a 
another one of those independent wrestlers, and that is the bad boy Justin Lee. Um, I've also got a author who is going to be coming on my show. Her name is Storm Young. Um, she has a new book that she's coming out with. It's a mystery book, and we're going to get to talk with her. I'm pretty excited about having her on. I have a few other ones that I haven't quite nailed down exactly when they're going to come on yet, but they will be coming on really soon. So you guys just be looking out for these people that are coming. I'm very excited to see what we are going to have here in the future. I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes that I'm bringing to you. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, love, likes, dislikes that you want to send my way, you can always send me an email at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok. You can find me in many different places. So, um, yeah. Come follow, come like, come share. Invite your friends to come like my stuff as well. The more the merrier. If you guys want to hear something else, let me know. I enjoy doing this every week. This is probably my highlight. I think that I found something that I actually love doing. I'm thankful that I was actually able to find this. Because not everybody gets the chance to do what they love. And whether I have... Five people listening, 25 people, or 200 people listening, no matter what it is, I still enjoy doing this. And I am so thankful for everyone who supports me and who listens every week. So I'm going to close this show out. Um, I don't have another podcast to put on, but I hope to have a recording for another one here pretty soon. So yeah, I love you all very much. I hope you have a wonderful week. See ya. enjoyed our show come back next week come on guys you know you want to come back might get some laughs bloop